Welcome to Women Inseparable with author and speaker Jacqueline Palmer. This season is a study of Colossians. Read it, study it, and live it. Here's Jacqueline. Welcome to a special edition of Women Inseparable. We are clearly not um, in our normal location. We are at Gail's house this morning recording a special session because there's events going on next Thursday. So all of our groups are going to be watching a video. So I get to sit here at a coffee table. I get to sit here with um, a fresh cup of coffee, courtesy of the human being. If you have not been, go, it's amazing. And we're gonna do our Colossians study. So this week we're gonna do Colossians our second week of our study session. We finished our first four weeks of reading through the book of Colossians, and now we're on week two of studying the book of Colossians. So we saw last week how Matthew 7, 7 tells us to ask. Ask and you will seek, or ask and you will, and it will be given unto you. Today we're gonna to do seek and you will find. What does it mean to seek according to Colossians 2? That's what we're going to do. But before we do so, let's pray and invite the Lord into our study. Heavenly Father, Lord, we sit here before you. Let me thank you so much for all of the blessings, all, all that you give to us, all that you pour upon us. So we thank you so much for the gift of health. Lord, there's just every day, every day I've been getting text messages and emails and laughters and smiles from those all around me that are saying, I was sick, but today I'm feeling better. And it's just such a joy and such a praise every single time. I thank you so much for the health that you're pouring upon uh, my friends, upon my family members, upon your children throughout our city, throughout our state, throughout the world. Lord, and as I thank you for the gift of health, I pray right now for those that are still and, and not feeling well, that are still struggling with an illness that is coursing through their bodies. It's struggling with emotional sorrow that's weighing them down. I pray right now that you will just hold them I pray that you'll speak truth upon them. And Lord, I pray that you will wrap your comfort around them and around their household. I pray right now that the joy of the Lord will be their strength today and tomorrow as the days go on. I pray that you'll just go before them and I pray that you'll make it so evident that you're holding all things together. Heavenly Father, I pray that you'll be with us as women inseparable as we seek to study the word of God. I pray that you'll guide my eyes, guard my heart, and I pray that you'll prepare my words today. As I sit here at Gail's house, honestly uncertain as to what this lesson, what your scripture, what your words are for today. I thank you so much for giving me not a clue because I know that whatever word comes out today, whatever lesson is presented today is 100% from the heart of my God. I pray that you'll help me just to be your voice. That's all I want to be. I pray that you'll go before, as you've been going for before in this entire Colossians study. I pray that you'll once again do it and be as faithful as you always are. We love you. We thank you for who you are. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray all these things. Amen. Colossians chapter 2. When we went through our reading of reading series of Colossians, I taught Colossians 2 actually twice as we taught in the morning, like we always do, and we had technical difficulties. 
And then I taught again Colossians 2 that evening for our group studies. And that lesson was completely different. So ultimately, I think we've studied a lot of Colossians 2. And I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, I don't know exactly what we covered in the first study and on the recorded study. I didn't pre-listen to it before today's session. So we're going to um, look at Colossians 2 in light of Matthew 7, 7. And I do want to read Matthew 7, 7 as that's going to be our verse for this, um, for this four weeks. It says, Matthew 7, 7 says, ask, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone, then you can put in your name, that asks receives. And the one that you who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be opened. And then it goes on um, from there. The beauty, I could get caught up in Matthew 7 very, very quickly. But if we can focus today on that seek, then if we apply the word seek to our scripture study, what does that look like? This is my question. We talked last week about asking questions. Ask and it will be given to you. Ask, ask questions. So we have a list of questions that was handed out uh, last week. If you don't have that and you want that copy, contact us at womeninseparable at gmail.com and we can get that to you. But there's a list of questions. Go through whatever it is, whatever scripture study you're doing and ask questions. Just ask them. Today we're going to do that step two and seek. Seek until you can find. What does that look like when it comes to scripture? And anytime I hear that passage, seek, I think of that woman, the parable where she lost her coin. I go to that passage all the time, just that sweet, sweet heart and how she's got her neighbors all around her. And as soon as she looks and looks and looks and seeks and finds that coin, the first thing she does is tells her girlfriends. And I absolutely love that connection. Then I want that picture to be the picture we focus on when we see the word seek and we seek the word of God for the answers to the questions we asked last week. Does that make sense? Seek with that intensity and find what it is you're looking for. Keep that list of questions that you were asking last week. Today, we want to find those answers. My prayer is that we'll find these answers without going to every commentary that's on our shelf, without going to every pastor available online, without going to a resource tool. My prayer is that we'll use the word of God to find the answers to our questions. The easiest way to do that, and I say easy, um, maybe it's not the easiest, but in my world, and this is my encouragement to you, is to take that moment of prayer and you pray before you read or you pray as you read, what would happen if we took our prayer to that next level, to take prayer into the world of seeking to the point of fasting over those questions, fasting over that passage. So if we looked, if we used Colossians 2 as an example, and we look just alone at verse 14 and 15, and we're focusing on those two verses and pick the verses that are on your heart that you're focused on as you're going through Colossians 2. But for sake of example, and we're looking at verse 14, and it says, by canceling the record of debt 
and I pause and I look at my question guide and I ask my questions that are on my heart, not looking at questions that somebody else has given to me to find for somebody else's answers, but questions that my heart is pouring out before my God saying, this is my question. I need an answer. And you've got that question circling on your heart in the back of your head at all times. And you read the scripture saying to you that by canceling the record of debt that stood against us, that stood against me, with its legal demands. This he, and I asked my question, who is he? Then he is our Lord Jesus Christ. Says this he set aside, nailing it to the cross. There are so many questions that we could be asking, individual questions. There could be four of us sitting at this beautiful dinner table that I'm sitting at right now. Then we could read that one verse as a group of four girls, and we could all have such diverse questions. That's the beauty and the power and the depth of the Word of God. He set all of this aside, and he nailed it to the cross. It is so, so many different things, so many different levels on each of our hearts. If we look back to what was said right before that period, it says that it was, we had legal demands, legal demands that were causing a debt that we could not pay sitting before us. And he nailed this to the cross. Verse 15 says, he disarmed the rulers, he disarmed the authorities, and he put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. So many questions in our minds, so many questions that we write down on our paper that we pray for and we think about throughout the day. And now we want to seek the answers. And if we're going to truly challenge ourselves as students of the word of God, because a lot of us, a lot of us have visited a Bible study once or twice in our life. I have a feeling this isn't the first time we've done a woman's Bible study. And typically when you go to a woman's Bible study, you purchase a book that's full of Steady guides, steady questions, research tips and helps, and it's beautiful and it's knowledge and it's in depth. We, in this season of Women Inseparable, are challenging ourselves to study, to be students of the Word of God without that resource guide. Is that scary to you? Does it make you a little bit nervous to say, do I have the knowledge, do I have the ability to hold this book and find such deep answers without somebody telling me how to do so. If this is something that's scary to you, I pray that you'll put that on your prayer list. Pray over that and know this right here, right now. You have been, look at our verse and chapter that we did on a previous study. You have been raised with Christ Jesus. You've been buried with him in baptism. Verse one of chapter three says, if you have been raised with Christ, then seek the things that are above. It's in you to do this. Have you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? If your answer is yes, you have been called and equipped to seek the things that are above. What's more above than the very written word of God? That's you. Have you identified with Christ in baptism? Have you been buried and risen again in the new life that he has given over to you? Then you have been called and equipped to seek the very things that are above, that's who you are. If you look back in Ephesians, there's a lot of similarities between Colossians and Ephesians. If you look back in Ephesians, it tells us that we have the very mind of Christ. If you look at 1 Corinthians 1, it says you have the very mind of Christ. You have, wrap your head around that, the very mind 
of Christ. So you have your list of questions and you want to seek the answers that go to your personal questions without going to resources and somebody else saying, oh, I've got your answer. And you hear the answer, but you, you know, continue on with your day because somebody else did the work for you. It doesn't sit as deep. But when you have your personal questions and you seek your personal answers and you put in that work and you put in that effort, and if I dare say you put in those tears and you put in that time and you struggle with it, I guarantee you will not forget that answer. That answer will not just be something that sits in your head. It's going to root itself and it's going to establish your faith and it's going to grow you into a woman that's going to blow your own mind. That's what happens when you seek your answers in the word of God. And I'm telling you right now, as a child of God, as your sister in Christ, you have the ability. Did you hear that? You have the ability. You have the mind of Christ to seek the things that are above. What are your questions? Let us seek the answers. Verse 16, it says, therefore, therefore let no one pass judgments on you and questions of food and drink, or with regard to a festival, or a new moon, or a Sabbath. These are a shadow of the things to come, but the substance belongs to Christ. Let no one disqualify you, insisting on asceticism and worship of angels, going on in detail about visions, puffed up without reason by his sensuous mind, and not holding fast to the head from which the whole body, nourished and knit together through its joints and ligaments, grows with a growth that is from God. How personal that entire passage is. We've got so many questions. We've got so many answers that we want to look for. And a lot of times our questions have to do with us. And I want to talk about this even more in our next series when we talk about living the Word of God. But in our process from reading to living as we sit with our answers, our questions are going to be questions of um, personal guidance personal decisions. How do I know that what I want to do is the right thing to do according to the word of God? Have you ever had that question where you have your levels of freedom and your levels of what do I wear? What do I eat? What do I drink as women? I think we struggle with this all the time, especially women who have been in the church for a time or two. We've had people give us their answers as to what we should look like, what we should behave like, what we should do our fill in the blank. We always have people telling us the answers. In this passage, we have these questions to ask. For you as an individual, what are your questions? Who has that answer? The Lord Jesus Christ. How do I find that? By seeking. I wanna read 18 one more time. Read this passage one more time. Keep that question in your mind. Seek their answers according to the word of God. Let no one, let no one disqualify you. Friend, if you're anything like me, you have a name going into your head right now that has already disqualified you. Can you even on a blank piece of paper on something, write that person's name down? And if you need to, if you need a visual, scratch that name out. That person no longer has no reign over you. Let no one disqualify you. Let no one insist upon you rules of asceticism, guiding of worshiping of angels, 
Let no one overtalk you with their details of visions. Don't let their own puffed up personality, their sensuous minds squash where you are in Christ. Don't let that happen. Be confident in where you are as you are right now in our Lord Jesus Christ. You are where you need to be. Stay where you are. If somebody comes at you with a higher level of spirituality, whether it's right or wrong, don't let them squash you where you are. That's my plea. As your sister, be confident in who you are, where you are, as you are right here, right now, walking and sitting and living with the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't let somebody else squash you. Don't let somebody else with their rules, with their opinions, with their guidelines, with their spiritualities, with their mm, incorrect visions, with their improper thoughts of angels, with their worship that ought not be above the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't let them sway you. Don't let them take you away from who you are as a daughter of the King. Fair enough. Verse 19, once again, it says, and not holding fast to the head. Who is the head? Capital H. There's your question. Find your answer according to scripture. Not holding fast to the head from whom the whole body nourished and knit together through its joints and its ligaments grows with a growth that is from God. The beautiful image of a whole body and all of its individualities being knit together to be one beautiful, growing, living source is so beautiful to me because the whole body is made up of such diverse images, such diverse purposes. So you can go back to 1 Corinthians again on this and see that an arm is supposed to be an arm and a leg is supposed to be a leg. It would be so dumb for the eye to say to the foot, why do you look like a foot? You're supposed to look like an eye. It's ridiculous. Paul is pointing out the stupidity of a body part, a physical body part, making fun of another body part for looking different, for functioning different. This passage is saying that same exact thing. You being who you are in Christ and me being who I am in Christ can be knit together in such perfection that in you being you and me being me, we can grow the whole entire body of Christ in his growth. Does that blow you away? That's absolutely amazing. I sit here right now with who I am in Christ and who Gail is in Christ. And we're so, so different in our personalities and our characteristics and our abilities. This woman can do everything and I can open my mouth and talk. And that's all I can do. And God says, let me get Gail and who she is. And let me get Jacqueline and who she is. I'm going to knit together this beautiful ability and we're going to grow the body of women inseparable. That blow you away. That brings tears to my eyes. Verse 20. Let's keep reading. My prayer is that as we're reading through this, you're looking over your list of questions and you're seeking answers. Seek them with all your heart, with the very mind of Christ. Verse 20 says this. If with Christ... You died to the elemental spirits of the world. Remember who you are. Why, as if you were still alive in the world, do not submit to regulations. And then in quotes, it says, do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. 
too often we read that verse and we apply that verse like, oh, scripture says, do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. Therefore, I ought not handle and taste and touch. And we do exact opposite of what this very passage is telling us to do. Paul is quoting from a religion in this passage. And we in our religion today grab that passage and we say, oh, let me make my list. Let me not handle. Let me not taste. Let me not touch. And we make our own list and we fall right back into what we once were. Isn't that ironic? He's saying, don't do that. Verse 22 says, referring to things that all perish as they are used. You're making all these rules. You're setting all these answers centering around things that are going to disappear. And all of your decisions, all of your answers are focused on this moment. It's all about right now. You're putting these rules on yourself that apply to this moment right now. And it kind of makes us mentally jump up to 3-1 once again, where Paul tells us to seek the things that are above. Do you see the contrast in that passage? We have one thing that's telling us that we're going to set these guidelines for these things, this food, this liquid, this dress, this music, this TV, this relationship, this fill in the blank. And I'm going to focus on doing and not doing this thing right here. And all of this stuff is getting ready to leave. And here 3-1 turns the whole coin around and says, seek the things that are above. But what about my rules? Don't even think about it. Seek the things that are above. But what about my guidelines? Don't even worry about it. Seek the things that are above. But what about, don't worry about it. Don't set your mind on that. You're seeking so much these answers that have to do with this body that as we all know, it's going to fall apart. Death is going to happen. Tomorrow is going to come. And we're living so much for tomorrow on a physical scale so that we appear right and we live right and we be right and we do right. And we put all this pressure on ourselves when God is just saying, simply keep your eyes on me. And I wonder how many of us have visuals of Peter taking that step on the water. Don't worry about what's going on around you. Don't worry about all your personal rules. Don't worry about putting on the right thing. Seek the things that are above. And as you practice that in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, keeping your eyes this way, everything else will fall into place. Matthew 7, 7 is our verse for this next four weeks. And if you study Matthew 5, 6, and 7, they all go together. It's one beautiful chunk. You'll see that Jesus, Jesus says, don't worry about tomorrow. Drop that anxiety. Don't even worry about what you're going to eat what you're going to drink, what you're going to put on, because the Heavenly Father already knows. Seek the things that are above. I'm going to finish reading this passage. Right in the middle of 22 is where we stopped. It says, according to human precepts and teachings. Verse 23 says this, These have indeed an appearance of wisdom in promoting self-made religion, in promoting asceticism, promoting severity to the body, but they are of no value in stopping the indulgence of the flesh. We go through this cycle. We go through this cycle. I've got my questions about me. I need my answers about me. And we find our answers outside of this book or through guidelines of this book. And we fail 
and we get frustrated and then we start all over again and it's this endless cycle and Paul says I've got the answer for you seek seek and you will find if you have never taken your prayer life to a life of fasting can I ask you to challenge yourself and that pray about challenging yourself and fasting over scripture and I'm not going to go through a big study on how to fast because that could take up words to 20 weeks um, because we did a 20-week study on prayer and fasting. Everything is recorded. It's all on video and podcast. Again, if you are interested, um, especially in the first three weeks, that would be my request. If you want more knowledge on praying and fasting, look at the first three weeks of a prayer and fasting study. Then contact us at Women Inseparable and... We'll get that to you. From there, there's 17 more lessons. They do not stack. They are not connected one with another. Pick a title that stirs your heart, listen to it, and grow where you are in prayer and fasting. But apply it. Here's to my girls that did this, that already went through the prayer and fasting. Apply your fasting to scripture. And you sit there with this passage, and let's say 20 through 23, are just circling in your mind and you want answers and you want answers and you want to utilize the mind of Christ and grow in this passage, here's my request. Fast over this. And I can testify the power that comes from this. I can testify. Literally lay your scriptures out before the Lord. Get in your prayer closet, pray over it, and then tell the Lord, the only food I want to eat for this next hour is this verse. And I'm asking you for this hour to feed me the nourishment that my body needs so that I can seek the answers to my questions by seeking the things that are above. Seek. Jesus already told you, you will find. It's a promise. Cling to that. Hold on to that. Let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for being so real. We thank you for scripture. We thank you uh, for giving us um, your mind, for giving us the mind of Christ. I pray right now for me, for Gail, for all of the girls that are listening to this um, upon their own timing. I pray that you'll meet them where they are, as they are. I pray that you'll hear the questions on their hearts. And I pray, Lord God, that you will open their eyes, open their minds, open their hearts to seek to seek the answers to their questions through the word of God by seeking the things that are above. I pray that you'll go before. I pray that you'll hold us all together. And we pray all these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. You can find us on Telegram at WI Online. If you need prayer, contact us at womeninseparable at gmail.com.